0: Uncle Moe's Family Fun. It's good, 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 good. Mm, sounds good.
1: Hello, and welcome to Uncle Mo's family feedback. We're going through the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of the Simpsons, seasons one to twelve, the random episode generation. I'm of course your host, Tyle McCrae, and join with me after well over two years on hiatus, we've got a fantastic sub coming on as Callum. Has been hit by the horrible devils of late shift work there. So we're bringing on a real impact sub there. You know, Divock Origi, Lucas Moura, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, if you will, there. We've got social media management mogul, cosplaying extraordinaire. Um, General esports, lovely there. Uh, the Godfather once said way back in the WWF, pimping ain't easy. But from the way she looks at all these esporting heroes, it's more that simping ain't easy. So here she is again, (laughs) Alice Celia, otherwise known as Ellie Bear. Alice, it's been a hell of a while. How are you? Oh
0: my god, I love that. (laughs) Also, how many times can you say social media mogul in a row, quick time?
1: Oh yes, it's very much seashell seashells with media mogul, social media mogul. I might have to give that a go on the old off-air there, but um, you yourself, um, uh, how has it been, because the last time we were probably speaking that you were gonna do a year in industry so um what's it like managing media accounts there i'm sure certain you know political parties and cancelled celebrities could do with you as a favor there how has that been then
0: uh it was fun um i've just finished my year um honestly the most impressions that we ended up getting was i asked people to repeatedly vote for their favourite Pokemon starter from each generation. And then we kind of did it as like a round-robin tournament and narrowed it down to, to uh, you know, who everyone voted for. And naturally, it was Charmander. I don't fully agree with it. However, I'm only the social media manager. And then <laughs> I learned that the best way to get people involved on social media is to wind them up. So I did a cheeky little tier list just before Christmas. Rated all like the, you know, the Christmas food that you get, like, in your Christmas dinner. And uh, turns out that I nearly got cancelled for putting peas higher than uh, pigs in blankets.
1: Oh, I, you know, I did forget about that, but I forgot you were right, wrong, and around Christmas time. I did forget about that.
0: <laughs> That's social media management.
1: Trust me, the amount of, like... um like within wrestling news media, I see you've got to do the negative clicks and the hate clicks and all that. There, it's just um, horrible, like snake eating itself. There, so it's not just wrestling media related. It's all media yeah. related. There, I'll have to, I have to keep that one, uh, under my hat there. And um, yes, also um, you've been a bit of a jet setter as well there, uh, and happy birthday as well. Um, I've said it already before, but to prove I'm a nice person, I'll say it in recording. How uh, how was uh Berlin?
0: It was amazing. Like I I think I cried like four times in departures just because I didn't want to leave. At one point I was uh, on video call to Tom and I was just like sobbing like I don't want to come home. <laughs> um at one point I was looking at flights to stay a little bit extra as well. It was it was too good. Um I'm hoping to go back again soon, but it's all money, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, it's the thing that absolutely strains us but yet sustains us and that there what blew you away so much then
0: i don't know what it was i think it was just like for a week i just i wasn't stressed about work i wasn't stressed about my home life i wasn't stressed about anything i was just it was just vibes and sometimes i think you need that in life and just for a week i just did i just didn't have to worry about anything i was just the only thing i had to worry about was where i was going the next day and that was about it and yeah, that's is too good.
1: Oh, lovely! That's what we want to hear. Uh, I remember when I was going. I think three things that took away from that is everyone needs to go to the Jewish Museum because it is just mind blown and opening there. Um, I'm surprised at how old and like surprisingly beautiful like Germanic uh, architecture is. And being a boring slightly older man than I was five years ago when I went. Uh, just how amazingly efficient german uh uh, transport systems are trams buses you name it did you find that you was uh blown away with it as me
0: i was i was gonna (laughs) mention this actually tyler it cost me nine euros to travel for the entire month that's all it cost me
1: oh yeah i found that viral tweet too but yeah no you were there living it in person my god
0: yeah i could travel anywhere in berlin and I prepaid at the very very beginning of the holiday so that nine euros was the first purchase that I made in Germany and all over the city like it costs you like it would cost me nine quid to maybe go 20 minutes down the road
1: and yet it's the whole you'll get a meme every like two weeks saying oh I can't go from you know London to Sheffield for less than 100 quid but I can go to Rome and Stay there yeah. for three nights for the same price. Like, oh, Jesus
0: Christ. But it was good. I uh, ate lots of food. That was, that was like one of the key points to the
1: entire holiday was the amount of different food that I ate. Ah, now are you um, uh, yes or nine to... um, Ah, Christ, it's been that long, I forgot. What are the, the fries, the mustard? Uh, curry verse, that's it. Are you yes or nine to curry I verse? Didn't I didn't have
0: any. I actually... Oh,
1: swine. Oh, I can't believe On
0: you. my first night i had all you can eat schnitzel
1: oh um i'm assuming it was good but did you feel any better later or did you like pace yourself
0: well i only ended i thought i'd be able to stomach like more than what i ate but they were huge schnitzels i ended up eating like one and a half schnitzels like that's it's pathetic but when you are faced with like half a plate of chicken my stomach just can't do that
1: Damn you're getting me hungry now And what better time to um, snack into this episode Ha! What a link! And this episode we're reviewing today Is uh, Separate Vocations from Season 3 Episode 18 Directed by Jeff Lynch and Written by George Meyer With the original air date being February the 27th 1992 And the Couch of being a very simple one For the early seasons But just runs up and uh, sits on everyone's lap there And um, as I always say uh ellis do you remember watching this the first go around or do you have any initial or nostalgic memories of this here episode see
0: i remembered this episode but it was like the subplot that kind of i ended up getting mixed up on but i do remember it coming out i think i did i definitely didn't appreciate it as much when i was younger than what I do now when I rewatched it and noticed all of the Easter eggs and all of the references that I that I wouldn't have known when I was younger.
1: For me, as I've stated previously, um, season three was the first exposure I ever had to The Simpsons there, and um, my first and longest friend at the time uh, got it on DVD for one of his birthdays, and we just used to rinse the absolute uh, bejesus out of the DVDs there. But this isn't. It's not in my faves for Season 3 there, but um, we'll get into it a bit more there, but um, it's fairly solid, and I remember it more for, I think from the second act onwards pretty much there, yeah, because this first one's a bit of a blur, but when you get to Bart being on the right side of the lawn, Lisa, you know, being a rebel, being a degenerate there, um, then the memories come flooding back for me, but the first bit's a bit forgettable uh, for me, personally.
0: Oh yeah, I'd say so. I think I think what got me confused was there's another episode where is it Mrs. Glick that lives next like nearby because at the very beginning of the episode when Bart kind of, you know, we jump into the story, we see her looking from her window and going, "Oh, finally." I completely misconstrued that episode and got it confused with a like totally different episode just because of that one moment.
1: Ah, that's um I know who you mean. Mrs. Glick is the woman who lives on her own and um gets her, gets him to do chores and I'll get the iodine. That's uh Mrs. Winfield. She's um. uh I think then we use her about three times but she's like the moony old battle axe, like Santa's little helpers digging up a yard there. That's then- why I
0: got it confused. I got it confused with the Santa's Little Helper episode.
1: Yes, and like in season four they're going, Uh, oh, me and Mr. Winfield are gonna, you know, settle up and leave town, and Homer just Oh, you're gonna run out the clerk in Florida uh, y- yes, and she moans at him like, please, like, dump your jack-o'-lanterns and stuff so we can help sell our home So yeah, it's Winfield and Click there's, t- there's still two old ladies there so I can understand, uh, I can understand why and We open up this episode with uh, Springfield Elementary and Mrs. Krabappel has got a surprise for the students there, you know, and the kids are running wild with the imagination. Is it going to be a Native American wrestling crocodiles? Is it going to be a happy little wolf serving ice cream? Or is Miss Krabapple going to reveal that she is indeed some kind of a super alien there? And I knew it from Bart. But no, it's a test there. And sweet Jesus, don't we all know that pain? Apart from Lisa, who's um reet into it there. Now, like ignoring GCSEs and quote proper tests there. But um. Did you ever get any like quote fun tests saying um I think more primary school for me so like uh, whether it be like a maths quiz all that there I tell you what, if it was it's age now but I'm a big quiz fan uh you know big I love I rinse challenge TV pointless you name it The Chase and all that so if you put something to me in quiz form I'm all over it like a rash, the competitive side of me comes out because I remember doing like general knowledge stuff in science and maths in primary school. And them trying to make it more fun. Do you get given little um, pop quizzes, as the Americans say, uh, in your younger years?
0: The only ones I remember were spelling tests. I love my spelling. I was well good at spelling. Um, and then mental maths tests, which totally scarred me because I can't count to save my life. Oh, I always no. remember mental maths tests would be on a Friday afternoon and it would be like the, the relaxating way to get into the weekend. No, counting in my head is not a fun way to start my weekend.
1: Oh, is that how they'd frame it as well? Oh, this is a nice lax way to use... Into- oh, what yeah. a little shitheads! You're kidding me. Yeah, sp- a spell and then. All right. Um I had no idea you were a, kind of a spell maker, a spell queen there. Um Did you ever do it, like, competitively? Because our school um used to be able to do it for your county, and I got close, but I think it came, like, third and missed doing it for my county. We
0: didn't have... um the competitive side of it however i do have vague memories of being pulled out of class to do like special spelling tests that were like way above my like my years abilities like it would be like a really oh, hey, really yeah. intricate spelling test that you the literally the way you would do it from what i can remember is that you just keep spelling things like, you'd keep going until you just, you found that word that you just couldn't spell and then it would be, like, all over. But I remember there'd be, like, a hundred words or something like that.
1: Oh, I was right, a proper
0: okay. Lisa Simpson.
1: Oh, right, okay. Um, you know what? I had certain questions to ask on this podcast, but I might just do a deep dive into uh, Ellis's school life here. But um, much like those spelling tests, it's a career aptitude normalising test for the kids. Or can't. Um, some of them might have a wonderful vocation they've never imagined <laughs> and Crabapple, oh god bless her, she's been put through the ringer there, but sometimes you might just end up being a glorified child carer whilst your husband runs naked on the beach with the marriage council there sweet Jesus um, I forgot Crabapple um, had it rough there and she got cheated on because I completely forgot this was her initial character because like, later on it just became like Oh, it's Crabapple, you know, here comes the town bike and all that. I completely forgot about this character trait, Ellis. Do you remember um, this? I suppose generally, what do you think of Crabapple as a character there? Do you like a poor backstory here of uh, getting cheated on? I
0: genuinely had forgotten about this character trait for her. I think one of the earliest character traits for her I remember is the episode where Bart pretends to be Woodrow. Yes, like before classic. that, like it was a it was a blur for Crabapple. However, I very distinctly remembered Miss Hoover's little breakdown in the episode. Like I don't know why Miss Hoover is a little <laughs> bit more memorable for me than Miss Crabapple. I
1: don't know. Maybe you've dealt with more um, breakdowns at work than, you know, uh, infidelities there, which may be a positive, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Depends what flip side of the coin you look at. So we have the kids filling out the tests there you know uh great question as well there I prefer the do you prefer the smell of a gasoline b french fries or C uh bank customers there personally um I'm an a and b guy yeah gr- growing up um I was one of the few kids that liked the smell of gasoline, but then you know when oh, yeah. you when you know i don't know you're finding small talk with like new workers and all that there um like, adults love the smell of, like, uh, what is it? What is it that triggers that little um, bit in our he- uh, head for, like, gasoline That Do you know what it does? Or are we just, like, generally weird weird adults
0: i don't know but there's something about the smell of gasoline that has always got me that it just kind of smells like something that you should drink however obviously oh no. gasoline should not I never be drunk but Jesus. like to me it's like it smells like something i should drink because it smells so nice but i did notice however that lisa's option was option c in this yes episode.
1: what a little uh what a little <laughs> knock my god i'd spotted that as well there um Oh, sm- just that's just smelling people in a bank, you little, oh, you little oddball. I mean,
0: counterpoint. The smell of like money and stuff like that. Like the paper smell is nice, but not the, the oh, not people pennies.
1: Smell. You, I was going to say I thought we we're going to not pennies, like pennies, but like cash money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, m- newly minted bills. I'll definitely get that. In
0: there. Oh, I've got a little fact for you here. Oh, please gasoline activates the mesolimbic pathway which means that when inhaled it has a suppressing effect on the nervous system which results in a temporary euphoric feeling
1: oh oh bloody hell that's why so um well it puts you at ease yeah i did not know that oh thank you very much alice oh we're learning we're learning in this educational episode there we um haven't finished the tests now there you know but i'm glad we did that oh whatever it's a waste of time and then oh because we've got 15 minutes just be silent and just stare at the walls <laughs> <laughs> so we have um it's much it's very much like um you get those people that go into you know a supermarket and get the cash out and then take it away in the big trucks they do this with they test now and they take it all the way to another state there and they have them check it through the computer there and it kind of Sputs out when, you know, the Spawn of Satan, Bart himself there, gets scanned. It just freezes up. You need an old wily vet coming. Come on, i to knock it clean. <laughs> and um, we get the results there. Can you remember um, who got what as an occupation? Ralph got Salmon Gutter. He's, the... really gut- He's really gutted about that, forgive the pun, but yeah.
0: Um, Martin got... He got systems analyst after begging for systems analyst. The yeah, guy I can who's s-
1: definitely see
0: that. The guy whose name I don't actually know got insurance salesman, and Janie got architect.
1: And Milhouse, uh, military strong man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the one that I was forgetting. But yes, four out of five ain't bad. Was that four? I did say I can't count. Yeah, so, no, that's yeah. a
1: that's a that's a solid score there. Um, and then, gotten of all, yeah. Get, we'll get into this um, eventually But um, let's say n- Not what Lisa wanted anyway uh, Homemaker And the guy in the country says mm, Yeah, it's, uh, it's like being a mum <laughs> Oh dear um, Okay, so we'll get further into it But um, could you Write this line uh, In 2022 there Because it's not no. overly offensive But it is, you know, like Traditional roles, it's plain old.
0: I don't think you could I feel like there's more to it but however it's mm. very very hot and my brain is like semi-functioning <laughs> right now I don't think you could it's it is still a very difficult job and it you know you're always going to get those people that are like oh mum does more than just that and you know being a mum is hard obviously I'm not a mum so I don't know but
1: you know there's loads of arguments towards it and we finished with Bart um, getting police officer he's even surprised himself there and hey, you don't need him to get into the back of a police car there, but um apparently he was going to be a drifter as well there, and they reenact pretty much the start of Rambo when John Rambo's leaving the town and Brian Denny he starts giving him shit as the um chief constable there losing his vote so we get a lo- there's a lot of Bart having these negative uh, job paths like it's this it's um being a male stripper in his forties there. Um, yeah, it's it's never looking up for Bart, apart from um, apart from Supreme Court justice, but that's um, with a lot of severe discipline. But there's never they never really highlight any positive jobs from in the future, do they? Throughout the series,
0: no, not really. I mean, we'd probably have to start delving into the um, the terrible episodes, you know, Ooh, past yes. past season twelve to see if Bart has anything up and coming for him you know i think my personally my favorite future bart is musician bart when lisa is president
1: oh and he's got the dirty rat tail as well yeah oh yeah yeah that is a solid one lisa just straight away oh homemaker i might as well be dead and uh march has to say to her that you know it's not going to be that bad honey then she shows her later on and oh like (laughs) Not in this context, but this is something my dad's done before. Oh, Where are you going to be, boy? Please. He <laughs> just chokes on it. Um, my dad never did it with me, but the best example I saw of this was um, we had a family day out in uh, Peterborough, and it was coming up to one of my mum's birthdays, and went to the Pandora shop, and I was busy just titting about or whatever. I must have been uh, 19 at the time. and my, Me and my mum well, and my dad are looking at this bit of jewelry there. Oh yeah, do you want this piece? It's got this engraving and da 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 da, and it's this is a uh, eighty-five pound. And he fucking choked. It was like something out of fucking, God. Are you being served or Basil Faulty? Yeah, I had I had to walk out, Ellis. I was crying. <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ. I think one thing that I really liked about this table scene, however, is Homer's. Wasn't anybody going to follow in my footsteps?
1: Oh, and it's so long. <laughs> it's So <laughs> Everyone long. Everyone is well. just silent. You even get a wolf howling as oh Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, that did make me crease. Jesus. We have Lisa. I'm hoping to capitalize on a dream of being a blues musician there. So she shows the uh, local music school teacher, you know, uh, has she got any chops? And yes. Uh, do you think she could be a professional? Oh, Lord, no. So you think she has talent?
0: Sure. <laughs> oh, do you think she could be a professional someday?
1: I'll be frank with you, Lisa. And when I say frank, I mean, you know, devastating. You've inherited a finger condition known as stubbiness. It usually comes from the father's side.
0: Oh, stupid
1: fingers. Great line. Oh, well, I'm going to be frank with you, Lisa. When I say frank, I mean devastating, like cutting an eight-year-old right down. You love to see it. Um, Why can't she be a success then, um, Alice?
0: She's got stubby fingers.
1: Yeah, so it usually comes from the father's side. And a cut so quick, I thought it was in a Family Guy episode. I thought they were doing it. Well, this is a cutaway gag. It's very pre-Family Guy, but oh, it's great animation as well um, by um Lynch here. Just, you see a little spasm in the fingers and then the can just fucks up. <laughs> I'm not going to lie.
0: I don't know if it happens to you, but my hands tend to do that quite a lot. I was laying down the other day and I had my phone in my hand and it wasn't even a case of dropping my phone on my face. My hand spasmed and threw my phone at me.
1: Wait, how how close how close was it? Was this like a good distance apart so it was like a proper whack or is this just like a like little flinch into the face? Oh, no, it hit my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not myself, but... Fuck me, this is gonna be the dad cast. My my dad started. I probably even shouldn't say this, but um, my auntie, his sister, has started. Um, she's only a bit older, but she started getting shakes. Yeah. And so when, <laughs> fuck me, when my dad's on the phone with her, um, he'll then start imitating. Um, oh, who's that on your phone? Oh, it's your auntie Julie, and then does a shake, and I'm like, you're going to fucking hell. So like, whenever he's mimicking my auntie that's when so this made me think of his impression of my auntie there so I think it's going to be me and my dad both in hell at some point for fuck's sake <laughs> oh. you know what I'm, I'm going to commit this ain't getting edited I don't care if you cancel me folks there I'm happy with the oh it was a good run while lasted <laughs> ah we have now um the boys in blue come to the door there and Homer just thinks that um it's from nicking that copper wire there he thought they were throwing it out but no, Bart is going for a ride along there with the boys. And like you mentioned uh, at the start, we see Mrs. Winfield thinking, oh, that's in the Roses are going, the Rosas are taking him for good. And it's about time. So we get Bart on patrol. And um, it's a hell of a life being a cop, Ellis, you know, running red lights and hot and cold running chicks. And you always feel good. You feel like you've made a difference. <laughs> and um, I never got this when I was young. And thanks to much exposure with um, Carry On Films at Christmas, just the great line of, oh, you know, that's a Maze Quimby car in that hotel. He's um polling the electorate there. And um, <laughs> for somebody who mainly watched this via Channel 4 and Very Early Sky in the Day, yes. I was like, I'm I'm still surprised, like, the getaway with it now, because obviously it's not, it's double entendre, but it's also, like, pole pole and pole in like it's very close. Yeah. Like I'm I'm still surprised to this day there um <laughs> Um Yeah, um I just I just love this little line. And then you get to see um Quimby doing his schmooze in there as well in the uh hotel with the electorate there. Do you um oh and we get to see Mel with a the dog there. Have you seen many strange things going on at night there? Probably. Um I mean So,
0: I was looking at um, my Facebook memories, as one does, and um, so a few years ago, I don't know if you remember, it was really, really, really snowing, like, in Mm. February or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah,
1: uh, that would have been Beasts from the East, I want to say. Yeah,
0: I think so. But... Tom and I had gone gone out for a little bit of a food shop at like 10 o'clock at night as one does, you know, checking the Morrison's kind of discounted aisle and we'd come out with a, like a 12 pack of toilet roll and we walked past some drunk guys and he was like, oh nice crate I
1: <laughs> was like this is, this is a
0: toilet roll <laughs> and just some of the stuff that you hear, like I, I, to be fair, it's pro- most probably going to be me Saying the weird things that people
1: hear, but I remember, God bless him, my granddad got a fright in the summer of uh, I can't, I can't remember, but uh, let's say it's 2016 17, maybe. Um, he's like, Oh, there's all these young kids, like, summer he was like, Oh, there's all these young kids just running about in fields and all that on the grass verge, like, Oh, they're there for a reason, no, they're just there with their phones. It was Pokemon Go, oh, yeah, like, bless him. My granddad had no idea where it was, and it was like literally united everyone that summer. So it was like a matter of thirty-year-olds and then old families, then young families, just running around at like seven, eight p.m. at night while the sun's yep. still out there. My, my granddad had absolutely no idea what was going on there. Thought it was like a cult.
0: That was a good summer, though. That was a, such
1: a good summer. Class. So we get to see. um... Well, Bart thinks, "Oh, why aren't we shooting bad guys, fellas?" No, little buddy, it's not all movies and TVs. it's not bang bang cops and robbers, straight away let's roll, and we get to see Snake nicking um, lottery tickets by gunpoint and we're in a little chase, a la bullet, a la the naked gun there, my god it's uh, it's all hectic and high octane pace here folks, Um, nice little scene with um Apu I love the fact that they use nylon rope this time, ooh it's very, sm- <laughs> very smooth against the
0: skin there do you know what the soundtrack was a take on? You know, during the bullet scene? Mm-mm,
1: mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm trying to play it to myself. Uh, let's say Police Squad, the Leslie Nielsen. Let's go with that.
0: It was Streets of San Francisco. And it was Alf Clausen, the, yes, the yes, conductor. The guy. He yes. used to work on various police shows. He wrote the music for that,
1: for that oh. scene,
0: because oh, he took brilliant. it from having previously done loads of stuff with the police shows
1: oh so this was just in his back catalog yeah oh and he just whipped out and you oh wow all oh, right oh, well fuck me yeah um this whole chase and I'll say it here as well great um great direction great animation I love the shading um especially when they pull through and to quote father Ted... Lou, oh there's a big pile of boxes in the middle of the room <laughs> and they go through the boxes sensational and they pull up, Snakes nowhere to be seen I'm not going to get into the reality of it because the world's a shit show and what's happened in the past 30 years with guns and kids but just, um, this is against every regulation you know, will you cover for us fucking hell and then you get to see Bart with a um, revolver and again much like pulling the electorate this isn't getting made now, is it?
0: No, or not. Or
1: maybe, maybe in like a, what was it adult animated? So like, I a family guy, I a South park, but this was like 6 PM, 7 PM on a Thursday in America. Like this is not happening now in that environment as well.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, it was. <laughs> I was more surprised by the twist that obviously comes up in, you know, the very, very beginning of like part two.
1: Yes, um, because Snake is going to kill a child. (laughs) He speeds right towards him. See you, little dude. That, that shocked me. The first, uh, I can't remember what age it was, but when I was young and watching it, I thought, oh shit, and then, um, that is how we end Act 1, folks. Going straight into, you know, Act 2, death drives a stick. Um, playing on the old police shows, get to see the repeat, and then, um, (laughs) conveniently, the anime narrows. Jesus, I've never, I've never seen that, I've never seen that gag since, I thought that would have been rinsed and repeated like on a, I don't know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or some other comedy That I'm surprised no one else used that joke again, I can't remember anything else but, yeah, snakes in a bloody mess there, and we get, early on folks, but we get, my favourite line of the episode, and I've queued the music up as such in post. (laughs) It's the first appearance of Wiggum, and the common thing we have with me and my co-host is Wiggum seems to be running for MVP of each episode we review, no matter how big or small his part is. Well, that's nice work, boy. Ah, looks like you just bought yourself a lottery ticket
0: to jail. He's unconscious, sir. Ah, they can steal everything.
1: And he just runs up there in a very... I think this is the most Edward G. Robinson's voice ever got, because that's what he was based on there. He's going, ah, oh, well, you looks like you bought a ticket to jail. There he's unconscious. Ah, oh, they can still hear him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, just fantastic delivery. Uh, that's mine of the show, folks, there. And Bart has loved this experience. He's so thrilled with it. He wants to be a cop there. Wiggum's is so moved by this. I want to make you an honorary policeman. Ah, give me your badge, oh, hey! One, two. <laughs> <laughs> but whilst Bart is riding this high, Lisa's um got this low. She's um really, really uh forlorn at breakfast, you know. So what's so good about being stuck behind a hot stove, Ellis, There, what's so good about it?
0: I mean, I was actually behind the hot stove earlier. I was baking some biscuits. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I. I bless her heart like marge really really tried in that little scene to mm. uh make the smiley face out of the eggs bacon and toast in hope that the boys would would like it and you know i feel that because sometimes you know i like to put a little bit a little bit of extra into my food and when someone doesn't notice it it's like oh I, re- I tried there but does tom or anyone else notice when you
1: um you know add a little smiley face into some eggs
0: <laughs> he noticed the time that i used um alphabet bites to write boar bag on his plate
1: <laughs> ah. why Why do i expect anything else um wow <laughs> <laughs> oh you didn't confuse it with the cheerios our family guy
0: no he oh, didn't <laughs>
1: But um, it's bringing this new attitude to home and to the school as well there. We get to see Maggie cutely, um you know, getting her prints there. Um Him uh, justifying the dog's innocence there. Homer waffling down this uh, cake there. And um even a bit of a lewd. I don't know how that got in there. Yeah, that final now, picture I've, cracked me up. Now, I have recently, um back on the dating game after many years out there, I've got the hinge and I've got the tinder. I'm not sent a loo just yet. There, it's only been a few weeks. There, still, um, still in the talking phases. But uh, I'll let you know when I'm uh, bare-ass with my camera. There. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> and Lisa is still downtrodden. She's even quitting band practice and you know all of the fun stuff in her life. Not even, a, not even just a career. So Marge tries to pick herself up there because there's going to be a lot of people that tell you what you can and can't do. Now you have got a fair bit on this, so I will let you take the reins here but i will just say um jesus christ marge had a really sad childhood
0: you know what i want to be when i grow up
1: a girl on the
0: oatmeal box (laughs) (laughs) no i'm going to be an astronaut women can't be astronauts why not they distract the men astronauts so they wouldn't keep their minds on the road there will too be women astronauts (laughs) It's true, and we'll all live in cities on the moon. So you see, my sisters were wrong,
1: except about the cities on the moon. I was wrong about that. So, well, you can see how anyone can be wrong. Like this is really consistent, Ellis. Like if it's not this, it's um a sister smoking around her. It's her dad being a flight attendant and her having trauma from that. It's stuff in future episodes which have not seen. Christ, Marge has had a really <laughs> oh, bless her.
0: She really has. There was the Easy Bake Oven as well that she got. I can't remember mm. what the gag was with that, but Selma and Patty did something to... I nearly called them Selma and oh, Louise oh. then.
1: <laughs> oh, she was their slave for a bit. Yeah. And they bought the oven, that's it.
0: But yeah, no, as soon as the, they started with the, oh, women can't do, it was like... I don't know. I felt like... I could almost turn into the Hulk when it when a sentence gets started with women can't like I'm not I'm not gonna get preachy. I'm not gonna get preachy. Um because obviously we're we're here for good vibes only. Um obviously naturally I'm I'm in the video games industry, which is very very male dominated and within my first year of being in the industry, you know, well, you know, one of the things that was said to me was, "Women don't have a place in esports," and that was just kind of like, "Oh, Lucky. Jesus. yeah, no." That those are those are the words that you never want to speak to a female who, you know, will go off like a like a chihuahua. And I kind of I held on to that for a very long time. Um, oh, so you use it as fuel? It's not
1: necessarily a detractor then
0: i mean i hate it um Mm -hmm. and there has been multiple times where you know i have been looked down on and my opinion has been invalidated and a lot of the time it is because i'm a female but then you yourself have seen how much i've been grinding for the past few years so it for me it's just kind of like i use it as a kind of like me and tom had this plan for when i finally um graduate next year i'm gonna have a flag at graduation that just has women don't have a place in esports printed on it in like the uppercase lowercase akin to you know the spongebob meme where they're mocking someone
1: oh excellent yes i'll tell you what do that get a bit of traction um get the twitter followers up get um i don't know a metro on it or buzzfeed i can see that happening you're um you're quite well versed in the old management, so I can I can see that working out. G- yeah, get get it done, get it done, Ellis. We we're all about that.
0: If anything, it just kind of made me a little bit more spiteful because it's kind of like I don't know. I I I don't like kind of being like I can do this and I've done this and I've done that. But sometimes I kind of I, like I look at the things that I've done. And it's like, ha, women do have a place in esports because look at my shit. But yeah. um... Obviously, moving back to the episode, um, without taking up too much time on that, you know, I felt sorry for Marge because, you know, she was really, really trying with Lisa and Lisa was starting to give her this attitude and it was kind of like... uh, You know, Marge is that one character that just always tries her best with, with the kids. I mean, we've seen it in other episodes, like, you know, there's the episode where... There's the school dance and Lisa doesn't want to go and, you know, Marge just made Pepsi and she's just... Oh, she's just, adorable, yeah. She's just always got the kids' interests at heart and quite often I feel like she does not get the love that she deserves from those kids and from Homer, if I'm honest.
1: No, you're right. I think that's just initially how she was written and then it's kind of been grandfathered in over time. Like, I love Marge, but it is just sad to know that she's locked in this marriage now with this selfish pig and, you know, she's being um, overly nice and, you know, it's just not a a two-way street, uh, if you get me there. What I love about Bob's Burgers is Linda. Linda is my absolute favourite character. Yeah, I love Linda. Um, Because she is Marge, but with um, self-confidence, I find.
0: Yeah, she's got a little bit of sass to her and I feel like Marge if if she just had a little bit of sass to her, it would be so much more lovable. I was actually... It, I wasn't watching the full episode, but sometimes I get clips of The Simpsons come up on Facebook just as, like, a recommendation mm, to yes. me. And there's a very, very new episode where, um, you know, Marge is grilling Brandine as to what she sees in Cletus. And then it, you know, then everyone turns around to her. And... Um, you know, she's saying to Brandine, like, don't you think you're too good for him? And Brandine turns around and she's like, yeah, but what about you? And Marge's like, well, what do you mean? And then it suddenly pans out and, you know, everyone in the store starts turning around and saying, oh, you're too good for Homer, you're too good, you know, you're too good for what he offers you. Yeah, it gets really, really, like, deep. And, you know, it makes me sad that this wasn't a kind of development in her character that they did... You know, in the early seasons,
1: I know it's a bit of shame. She does have a flashing moments where she is funny and they do actually give us some kind of smart lines there, but like otherwise, she's just the doting, well meaning mum who kind of gets stepped on there. And it's a a bit of shame there, but um, I I don't know what else she can do other than you know, write better. We're back at Springfield Elementary there, and we have Skinner shining up the Puma, the vigilant principal of the mountains. There is, pride and joy, and uh, Lisa's even given up on vowels and spelling in school now, school in general, and she walks past the bad girls' bathroom there, saying, "Stay there, hell out there," and she just cuts in, and we see, um, well, fuck me, we've got some kind of a Metallica roadie there, and we have a girl with skull earrings. Mad dyed hair with a fag in her mouth. Ellis, how did you end up in this episode? <laughs> Good God!
0: <laughs> I mean, at the moment, my my hair is ginger, and if I was still smoking, I wouldn't be one of those girls. I'm looking more. I'd be more like Linda Hughes at this point.
1: Ah, you've uh, you've said something foreign to me. Please inform me on who Linda Hughes is.
0: Kathy Burke. Gimme, gimme, gimme.
1: Oh fuck me! Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> oh no oh my mum's a big fan of that as well why don't I know that oh your mum's gonna kill you I know um I was gonna say Waynetta then that's the only Kathy Burke one yeah I mean don't I'm worry. not
0: I'm not too far from <laughs> Waynetta slob to be quite
1: honest all right um so are these uh is this a vibe then like who are you dressing more as in your younger years in your smoke in your smoke care days
0: I think I was more of the blonde girl because I... Oh, wait, no, I did have pink hair and smoke. I don't know. I, th- I feel <laughs> like I'm, I was an amalgamation of the two of them.
1: Oh, I see. You're very seen. You're very seen in this Yes, <laughs> no one
0: can deny that.
1: So the girls notice Lisa and, hey, you better get out of here. we looking to something twag there. All right, fine, but, you know, I think you should go after, you know, Skinner and the thing he truly loves. This gives him an idea... Smash cut and a da-da-da to the Puma, disgraced with egg and TP there. Oh, fuck. And the opening line, I saw some awful things on Nam. (laughs) Like, Bob, you have to think who would actually, like, fuck with the Puma there. And very fucking 50s analogy. Oh, I never thought I'd say it, but there are no good nooks wrong this school. Like... I think he was cowering in his office there. God bless him there. We know he's about the PTSD and the um, yeah. Vietnam service there. God <laughs> Skinner there. But he hears, um, he hears some ruckus outside there. And Willie's getting carted off by the Rosa there. And uh, it turns out he was uh, burning leaves with a disregard for the clean air laws. Skinner is surprised. You know, Bart Simpson on the side of Law and Order. Is the world gone topsy-turvy? And, um... Yeah, Bart's um, full in. He's two foot in this tackle. He's 100% on the side of good now. So Skinner's got an idea. Uh, What's he going to do for uh, AC12 there? What's his plan? (laughs) Bart. Oh,
0: I'm just, you know, that's the only word I can come out with. My brain is just kind of like (laughs) shut down then. It was like. (laughs) It was almost (laughs) as if every other word that I know, like, just disappeared. was just Bart. please leave that in just just bart and then silence um yeah no i can't finish that sentence i i, I don't know any more words
1: we're going off discord folks i thought my connection cut I thought, Jesus. <laughs> um yes so bart is in office there and he's uh been given the opportunity of being a hormone there which is essentially snitching on kids but you get to wear a nice neat sash and some aviators, and you've got yourself a narc there. And he does well hell of a job. Can you remember what he does? How was he um you know putting the force in uh, Springfield Elementary? He's like
0: giving misdemeanours to everybody, even just for like the smallest things. One of the things that I really enjoyed was um Millhouse goes to do something to Nelson, and uh, Nelson's <gasps> just
1: like but... Yes. <laughs> That's my favourite thing. Well oh, do something. <laughs> Yeah, the big massive bullies there just being wimps and then oh, Alright, let's go And um <coughs> Millhouse being um you know, for the working man for the proletariat Sure, we've got order, but what price And he gets carted out. Um what well, he's literally turned it into police state. Skinner says it, um right there. Whilst um Bart's busy doing his um uh PC You know, I can't think of a character. When he's doing his line of duty act... Yeah. uh, When he's doing his line of duty act there... Um... Lisa is busy being a degenerate there. Why do I say degenerate? Because she practically tells, um... Miss Hoover to suck it. More shove it, but, um... Yes, this is where we get onto... My very little diatribe of the fact that... When I was in primary school... Um... It wasn't even my earliest exposure to wrestling. I just literally saw other kids doing it. The um, DX suck it. Yeah. So I was very reminiscent of this. I got a few detentions doing this in um, years um, like four and five there. Did this ever sweep uh, sweep your classroom there? Trying to do these uh, indecent acts to show on telly? Or like, I, I don't know. When, were you ever cheeky with the teachers in primary school? Definitely not. Never.
0: I think. Maybe year eleven was when I started to cut loose, and there was one specific teacher that i just was was very happy to kind of make his life a little bit of hell, but even then it wasn't that much. I was still you know quite quite a good person but um yeah no i don't I don't remember anything like that sweeping like the playground or anything like that It's really weird, maybe I just didn't pay attention. <laughs> That's, maybe that's just like the epitome of you know, this this outcome of me having ADHD is like maybe after all this time I didn't notice.
1: Lisa's getting a first right up there, telling her to shove it. Maybe even a little crotch up there, we don't know. Um, so, Skinner's ashamed. I've never seen such a good student take such a dive. And Lisa turns into a bit of Marlon Brando. I can't remember the film, but I do know the reference. What are you rebelling against? She hits him with the what have you got? She's uh, turned sassy. She's a right rebel now. That's how we end Act 2 there. However,
0: who was the what do you got on the toothpick a uh, reference to? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, Mar- is it not Marlon Brando? In which movie? Oh, see, that's the thing. I'm stumped. Um, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, Ellis. You're coming in droves with the facts. Please uh, enlighten us.
0: It was the wild one. The
1: Wild One, yeah. okay. I'm aware of that scene, and I've seen it in Skins and a few other dramas and sitcoms parodying this exact same one. So the Wild Ones, all right, with a very young Brando there, pre uh, pre cheeseburger. It's
0: very oh it's very weird that they you they'd use this kind of reference in this episode because the Wild One is. You know, the storyline is a lot more similar to the Hells Angels episode. So um, I'm wondering if oh, maybe really? there's a uh, there's a more apt kind of rebellious scene that they could have taken it from at that point.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. But um, I think it's more that, especially around this time, like The Simpsons loved using like old references. Yeah. That only, like, a handful of people were going to get there. And also. It's kind of big enough that it is a good parody there. I mean, much like with um, when we did Homer loves Flanders there, it was a few years out, but like T two was the biggest blockbuster for the past three years. So, you know, mm-hmm. Homer putting into the bush and Homer chasing them with the golf clubs there. It's just there's some scenes that are that big that they're just right up for a uh, parodying. Oh
0: yeah, for sure.
1: So Lisa's back in the uh, lo- back in the bad girl <laughs> toilet there chatting with Alison and her, mate. <laughs> And yeah. um, they're really impressed there. <laughs> they're really impressed. Um, so much so that she's uh, offered of a little Siggy as well there. A little bit of Lambert and Butler action. But um Lisa, she's she's still good at heart. This is a nice revelation because she's really against it, but a nice little diver. Oh smoking in class and even the baggos aren't doing this there. Good god. It's turning to Waterloo. It's turning to Waterloo Oh fuck it, I'm all over the place, folks, you know. What was the BBC school drama? Waterloo Road. That's it, it's turning at Waterloo Road, Ellis. My god. However,
0: so they've got the bad girls toilets. Mm. Did you guys so in your school, obviously it would probably have to be senior school because I can't imagine primary school kids smoking. Did you guys have a toilet that you know a toilet block that 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 people used to go off and uh, you'd know that not to go in there because it'd just stink cigarettes. Ours was in the French block. I remember getting kicked out of the French block toilets so the girls could have a, f- a smoke in there.
1: Oddly enough, not in the toilets, no. They were quite good at... Um, because it was like the easiest way to start fights in there, so the toilets... The outside of the toilets got patrolled quite well. <laughs> oh, my God. So nothing, nothing bad actually... Happened in there, but um, it's even going a bit retro. Ours was literally like by the bike shed or um, by the outside lockers, is where you'd try to skin up and have a fag. So, um, yeah, not inside toilets there, but in the more traditional, you know, cozies outside here and there. Yeah. Skinner is impressed with Bart there, you know, it's a police state now, you know, students are afraid to, you know, untuck their shirts around you. So to pay him off, much like in real life, have something that's confiscated. Very um, reminded me of the Ali G movie where they've yes. got all the hardcore German porn and the weed. Yeah, help yourself. Help yourself, but <laughs> um, yeah, they've got everything: to just all the tops, mad, cracked, crazy, and fake asses. But Bart, he knows his value. He's going right for the lethal, right for the lethal crossbow. It, uh, Skinner doesn't even try to stop him. Oh, just so uh, you be careful now
0: what makes me laugh is what were the chances that it was originally Bart that that got confiscated from
1: oh like i'm sure 50 percent of that stuff's all bark yeah or at least adjacent of the bullies there um yeah i can see brass dogs being a thing there or uh, ch- or uh the cherry bombs from season one i wouldn't be surprised if that's a little easier. yeah somehow somewhere we get a nice montage a la your police squad and your bullet of uh, Bart, cracking down on the system these bad guys. Uh, can I assume your favourite one of these in the montage is the uh, substitute teacher?
0: No, mine oh. was the um, mine's was uh, Miss Hoover.
1: This is a great day for me. I thought I could never teach again. Oh, things have changed. There will be no mockery of your name, Mr. Glasscock. Mr. Glasscock you got no love for Mr. Glasscock
0: (laughs) no Uh, actually surprisingly I kind of I uh, that joke didn't tickle me as well as it should have I don't know I think I pinned that up to the heat
1: oh no I think I've more got the mindset still of a 10 year old there every time I know it's going to happen every time but it's just the thing of there will be an old mockery of your name Mr. Glasscock and I'm like Oh yeah, he would have got rinsed. Yeah, at our school.
0: we had a Mr. Grucock at school.
1: Oh no! <laughs> oh god, that's worse. Can I can I assume the obvious joke was made then?
0: Um, yeah, he as left in... in year nine.
1: Wait, how long was he? How long did you know him as a teacher for then? Just
0: I had him for two years, but I think he was there for quite a while.
1: Oh right, okay, he was okay. an so, um...
0: old teacher who smelled like cigarettes.
1: Ah, the classic, yeah, the classic teachers The kind that would teach your parents as well Yeah Ah, right, okay, one of them Yeah, um, oh yeah, grow cock, grew cock Oh, you could get a myriad of that Um, I remember one There was, um, Mrs. Birch And the obvious thing would be made If, like, you got given double homework Or you were getting a in. Just turn birch and replace One letter (laughs) Every single, every it was like every week and then it's double detention for the whole class, um, Oh gosh. My god. And so uh it's getting so bad now that um Lisa's just saying disrespectful stuff now. Like she's counting Miss Hoover's pockets saying, Oh, you're only your eighteen grandier, like fuck me man. This is the I think if Lisa was a bully this is she's a like cerebral bully. Like she will actually find out how much does the teacher earn. You know, or has she got that car and finance? Then we'll just rip into them there. She's like the worst kind of bully. Yeah. So um, I can see like this is very clearly an uneasy path she's could have gone down here. So uh, very well, very well written here. But she does get punishment. She's clapping razors there, and she comes up with a plan to nick all the uh, teachers' editions, essentially all the answer books there, and we get a nice uh, sort of sassy sacks along with her act of rebellion there and this shits the teachers up something good <laughs> yeah i can't um, believe I really yeah i really enjoyed this
0: i can't believe how you know the just the the when it shoots back to the teacher's lounge and just the sheer fear on everybody's face <laughs> Some sick, twisted individual has stolen every teacher's edition in this school. What do we do? Declare a
1: snow day. Does anyone know the multiplication table? Uh, please, please don't panic. They can smell fear. Oh yeah, and just skin eye on people, people, please. They can smell fear. And he looks, he looks through the um, he looks through the blinds as well, and the kids look back. It's fucking brilliant. Oh my god. Um. So, yeah, the teachers are on a right sweat. They don't know how to deal with the lessons there. My personal fave, in and amongst all of them, is um, it's just like two seconds long. It's the stoner teacher going, They'll tell you kids about the 60s! <laughs> no, I like. Pro-
0: <laughs> Sorry, go
1: ahead. No, I was going to say, because it just reminds me of uh, like teachers I've dealt with, and now approaching my 30s. I'm very much going to be like, did I tell you kids about the 20 turns? <laughs> oh my. Like the early 2000s, yeah. I'll be banging on about PS2s and fucking Phoenix Knights. You wait and see.
0: Now for me it was, um, Martin's going to teach the class. Well, how do I know where to start? <laughs> Children, I know this is highly irregular, but for the rest of the uh, day, Martin will be teaching this class. I will? But I wouldn't know where to begin. Just
1: do it, Brainiac. Have I ever told you kids about the 60s? Ah, just do it, brainiac. <laughs> <laughs> Call you big smart ass. Yes. Oh, fucking brilliant. Yeah, as you've mentioned a few times before now. Christ. Um. Yeah, mental health being more prevalent than ever. We can recognise what a fucking breakdown is. Miss Hoover goes off the rails. God help that woman. Calm blue ocean, Alice. Calm blue ocean. Calm
0: blue ocean. Calm blue ocean. <laughs> That's the part that stayed with me. That's the part that I remembered.
1: There we go, let's roll up the queue, folks. I've got to get out of here. Calm blue ocean, calm blue ocean, calm blue ocean, calm blue ocean. (laughs) And it's affected um, old Cocky himself again. Oh, I'm leaving the professor. No, Mr. Glasscock, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Skinner's so close to calling in to get... um, to buy new books and i love how um how they explain how much it costs at the very end but it's just the fact that he goes to you know it's it's almost as if it's the last straw they're gonna have to order some more books
1: oh it's a great reveal that final price there you know you've saved the school 120 dollars. like jesus (laughs) i know budget for schools is bad in like the modern 21st century but christ early 90s are you kidding me i know Oh, and very briefly, I mean, Wiggins, he- he- like, talk about maximising minutes. Oh, you know, the police can't can't do anything. They've had no. I can straightway. Ah, the dogs have picked out the set of books. Smash <laughs> cut to the library. <laughs> bring in the battery ram. <laughs> it's a full tank as well. It's not even a bunch of lads with a. It's a. <laughs> and it gets a good row up as well. Oh, an anarch, anarchic bullshit there. Um, that got me every single time that got me every single time as well as a glass cop there. Fucking brilliant.
0: Bart, the police haven't had any luck
1: finding the teacher's additions. The dogs have picked up the set of books. Sound down the battering ram. Here we go. So yes, Alice, what's the plan? How is, um, how is Bart going to resolve this?
0: They're going to go through the lockers. Even though they're something, uh, the Supreme Court won't support them. Um... Nah. What are they doing? exactly but then we get a really nice little cutaway uh not a cutaway but like a scene change in the batman style and i loved that
1: yes they go through every single locker and they get closer and closer bit of axel film in the background i did appreciate yep. that. what film is um, that one? Oh, i know it's Beverly hills yeah i know it's yeah but one. we yeah, got
0: we've got to act that. like the audience doesn't know
1: I know, I know. It's more it's more for myself there. I can't get black and white films, but I can get fun uh, Eddie Murphy cop films there. You can get Axel F one. and
0: Not Crazy Frog.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. Sh- I shamedly bought the single for that. So, me and I had the ringtone. Other... Oh, wow. You're a better fan than me. I was... Um... We're all part of it getting to number one there. We're all as bad as each other, folks. Yeah. Yeah, but what? Hell, we get like thousands of dollars in one. We get a panda there. It could have been. Uh... Could have hidden the books in there, could have been smuggling drugs in there, Skinner's ripping that up there. So we get eventually we see all the teachers editions and shock horror. It is Lisa, tis I. Why did she do it? Because, you know, she's feeling rebellious and surely you're human but yeah, but I never went this far, mate. You're gonna be facing expulsion and poor Lisa realise what the fuck have I done now, I have overstepped the line, she starts crying. And Skinner finds all $120 value worth of uh, Teacher's Editions. So, uh, yes, is Lisa going down? Is she facing time in the big house, Alice?
0: No, she is not, because she's got big brother Bart.
1: Yes, again, um, I don't think we've really talked about it, but I do like when they are nice brothers and sisters, as much as the rinse and repeat and the gags come from them, Beating at each other's throats and Bart being a shit there. It is quite nice um, seeing siblings get together, and this is where season three, a lot of people started seeing it as being a genuine contender for like great TV because it's the, um, oh, not Schwarzwelder. It's the James L. Brooks touch, yeah. where Everything's got heart in this season. It's got a nice little sweet spot there. And this is that bit there, Bart taking the bullet but it's fine now, it's because of his recent service I'm going to go leave with 400 days detention, and Bart is just a massive cock and they said, oh I could do that, uh, you know with my eyes closed there do it in my sleep, and he ends up getting 600 days, and the man who's usurped his position, Millhouse, the little fucking narc, takes him away I know away. <laughs> it's always the it's always your best mates you've got to look out for god damn it but yeah, why did he do it? Because, you know, he's a big brother. You know, when you're older, I can borrow money off Yeah. You. I forgot about that, yeah. And fuck me, he did. As you were saying, when he's got a rat tail in, with Ralph. Yeah. In the future. You're absolutely right. Damn. Simpsons predicted itself when we didn't even bloody know it.
0: So, I think I have one question for you in regards to this one. Oh, please. So... Does the dynamic of Bart and Skinner that we see in this episode work better than the dynamic that they had in Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song from season five?
1: Uh, I, th- I think the badass song one's better because he's trying to help Skinner get his job back. It's not through um, Bart getting a rush from it. He's genuinely um, trying to help his quote friend at the time and you know skinner has been a sad sack and trying to get a job back and that so i prefer that dynamic and also there's more i laughed at more gags with that dynamic than uh this one but i would assume they saw this and thought we got a lot of fun out of this let's yeah. use them later in the future there and it absolutely works
0: oh yeah i think oh. this i think it really does work
1: i've not asked you before and uh i've had you on for a couple before What's your favourite ever character dynamic in Simpsons? There could be anyone, could be a main and a tertiary, could be two tertiaries together. Uh, I know it's a loaded question, but um, please, Lenny and Carl. Oh, that was quick. Okay, then. Yeah, uh, it's got to be Lenny and shoot, Carl. What? Why is it the? Why is it our himbo favourite couple? I don't
0: know what it is about Lenny and Carl. It's just they just they just work so well together, and it's just the way that they bounce off of each other, like there 's something there 's something about those two, like sometimes they 're super serious, sometimes only one of them's serious you mm. know there 's the Halloween episode where they both get crushed by the uh the helicopter and they 're arguing over who dies first and
1: i don 't want to see you die first, okay, well, then make it quick,
0: yeah <laughs> I just find that everything that oh. comes out of the the relationship between Lenny and Carl to be like top tier I think that's off the top of my head I don't think there's any Mm. any combination that's better
1: my personal one is um Wiggum and Quimby because there's two great scenes and two great episodes where they're just bickering and I just like the dynamic of the police and the mayor going against like two fucking idiots arguing with each other oh yeah especially in the monorail one yes
0: that's the one that just came to my mind as well where he gets a pig yeah
1: yeah, they just to revelation, oh, I get a pig every month. Uh, yeah, uh, fantastic. But as we get Lisa serenading Bart like an appreciative sister while he's taking the Doom porridge, as we say, that's how we end it there, with the sweet riffs of uh, Lisa. Um, I'll let you do your unit rating out of five, please, Ellis, and your final thoughts on this here episode. I think for
0: this one... I'm maybe going to give it a three out of five. Um, It was a good episode. It wasn't great. It was a very forgettable episode. However, it's an episode that when you do actually watch it, you can't quite work out why it's such a forgettable episode because there's just so many moments in it that just kind of catch you off guard. And there's so many things to it. I think it doesn't deserve to be a forgotten episode.
1: Alright, that's quite fair. You know what, I'm going to mirror your rating, but I'll leave the unique bit to the end. Um, For myself there, I mean, I can think of stronger season three episodes. Um, The weak bit, again, like stated at the start is the first act's quite forgettable. Uh, When you get into the meat and bones of them at the school, and Bart having this new renewed passion for justice and that, um... I like seeing a different side to Lisa Uh, I mean fuck me Quimby, not Quimby Wiggum uh, being my little subtle MVP there, just like two stellar lines, fantastic but then uh, you know there's been better stories and uh, better gags in other episodes so with that being said uh, like yourself, I'm going to go for three out of five um, narrow alleyways (laughs) There we go, we've got a nice up one there. Yeah. Uh with that, um Ellis, please plug away. I do appreciate coming on. And we're gonna have Ellis join again, uh, being the uh Dvockerigi. I know you're a Liverpool fan. Being the Dvockerigi, getting that goal, uh, you know, to draw with Barca and to go to the final. Hey. And the final will come and then the next couple of I say the final, I was in oh my team's at that fucking final. What a waste. What a fucking waste. But uh Please plug away, what projects have you got? Where can people find you?
0: Um, same place as always. I don't really have any projects going on at the moment, especially during the summer. Um, yeah, same place as always. I'm sure people will see me on social media because if they see you on social media, nine times out of ten, chances are they're probably going to see me.
1: What's, uh, what Twitter handle is that? That is
0: EllieBear underscore. Just one singular underscore. Speaking of which, oh, I just I clicked on Twitter and I lost a follower.
1: Rude. Oh, no. Oh, shameful, folks, shameful. Follow her and give her that one.
0: Yeah, just one of you. Only one of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> come to
0: Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Good, good,
1: good. Hmm. sounds good.